Hello, folks. Hello, folks. Thank you for joining me again on uh, my podcast. And I think I'm just going to start calling my show my podcast because that's all I say every beginning episode. Um, And it's starting to just stick. So I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Um, But today I am here with my cousin, Corey Barker, and we are going to talk about music and He is actually very passionate about music. I think he is going to have a career around music, uh, if not directly involved. Uh, Music will probably be in some shape or form uh, his career. Um, So to introduce himself, here he is. Corey. How's it going? Uh, It's going good. Um, uh, You know, after work, a little weird because I'm... You know, at, you know, after a full day's work, coming here and recording, normally used to Sunday, where I can, you know, get up and at my own leisure and have coffee as I'm doing this. But um, exactly, so you threw me off my routine. But uh, you I'm, know, what's up? Uh, I am targeting teens in particular. I want mothers to really, I want mothers to really be fond of me in my show. Uh, but no, as far as that, no, I want all, uh, just, just say whatever. And I can always go back and edit it out. Um, but so I'm not worried about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So anyways, so, Hey man, I wanted to talk to you about music today. I know you're super passionate about it. Um, what have you kind of recently, what are your later projects you've been getting into? Um, I I know last uh, last time we saw each other, you ha- you were making like specific SoundCloud profiles for people to enjoy. What have you been up to lately? school or what are you taking right now like music appreciation or like music theory what are you doing Sierra College, shout out. Um, 
I had a class there. I think it was music fundamentals. I don't know why I emphasized the T there. Um, I was taking music fundamentals and I was there for the first day of class. And so she's going over the syllabus and she's like talking about what you're going to be doing. (laughs) I walked into this class thinking this was going to be like a music appreciation where she just talks about people and then we just like learn music like history almost in a sense or like learn to appreciate it i guess i don't know (laughs) this is what i thought i was walking into i walk in and there's just keyboards and pianos everywhere and i'm all what the fuck did i walk into um and so she starts describing the syllabus and what we're gonna be doing and she's all and then what we'll end up doing is you'll end up composing a song for your final project and i was all I'm dropping this class tonight. (laughs) No, I did not walk out because I was way too nice for that. I was, I was not that mean to, she's usually a sweeter, older woman. And so I was like, I'm not going to just walk out. She's probably hoping to keep everybody in this class. Like the least I can do is (laughs) the least I could do is stay in here for the whole day. So I stayed in the class all time. And then that night dropped the class because I was like, I don't have I don't have that ability to like I love music I think it's really I think it's really but like I love I don't know music if that makes sense I just I like love to listen to music oh my god are you are you okay did I, <laughs> did I shock you Who, wait, who is that? Who is that? Oh, I said my doctor. Who's your... And I waved him off. Is that grandma? No. She's gone. She's in Florida, you know. What? Are you serious? N- no, I... This is literally the first time hearing yeah, about she, this. No, she's been in Florida for like two months. She's coming back in like another two months. But yeah, she's gone. Why? <laughs> I don't know. She just got over it. She just got over this house. She she said when she left, she's like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> like, all right. And, but yeah, she's going to be on her way back home. So that awkward goodbye is going to be an even more awkward arrival back home. <sighs> she's going to walk in like, hey, all that stuff I said. <laughs> Sorry about it. No, no, she won't. You know she won't. She won't yeah, say no, she it. Won't. She's gonna, she's gonna walk in with her chest puffed out. <laughs> Shit up. Yeah. All five foot four of her Irish old yeah. lady. <laughs> Just stubborn, and she'll she won't say anything about it. She'll go right to her bed, and she'll just stay there for about a week. She'll come down and she'll act like nothing happened. <laughs> it's like like not actual verbal tension, like just kind of the stuff that floats around in the air. Yeah. The energy, I think she eats it up. It's like That's Godzilla feeding off nuclear waste. Godzilla gets bigger with nuclear waste. She gets like stronger with just tension in the air. Yeah. <laughs> the more tension in the air, 
her her bones all of a sudden feel stronger. Yep. <laughs> Gets all peppy. Like today's gonna be a good day. All of a sudden she can zip right up those stairs. Yep. Like, like nobody business. She's double skipping steps. Just unheard of stuff. Uh, um so before we started this, I remember, so you reached out to me and you actually told me about something I very, I knew very little about, um, I guess to really snap you back into what we were talking about folks. Right. Um, yeah. we, uh, you were talking to me about this dude, Y and W Melly. Oh, why, why W Melly? You wanted so, to talk about okay, him. So the, the, uh, I know very little of him. I saw him on the Discovery page. I mean, it was a, it's a pretty big case. I mean, do you, do you know, like, what happened with him and everything? So I'll, I'll tell you what I know, and then you fill in the gaps. Um, okay, I'll brush up, yeah. So what I know of him is I know he has a song where he, Murder on My Mind. I know he was made yeah. into a meme, <laughs> and it went viral. I know that. Uh, he was very famous on Instagram because, correct me if I'm wrong, but he murdered somebody, wrote a song about it in his song, and he it pretty much like indicted himself and got himself convicted, and that's what he's in prison for. Um, kind of like there was another rapper who did this a while back too. Uh, I can't remember his name, but um, is this is this? Wait, rappers? Do rappers often murder people? <laughs> I don't think is that like a big thing for them? <laughs> it's gotta be. Um, but is, am I right with this? Is this is this what happened? Yeah. So I'll, I'll basically I'll give the whole run up on the case before we start talking into it because there are a lot of interesting aspects in it. It's like a, so basically what happened. Um, so he, he's from Miami. He kind of he started this YMW like, gang, kind of, he had, like, you know, four or five other friends slash rappers in it, um, but basically, how it all folded out is he's actually charged with a double murder, um, and he killed both of his, like, best friends, like, these guys were, like, childhood best friends, like, and, and murdered both of them, and so basically how it went down is it was, uh, it, it was basically in a car. It was four people in the car. Melly uh, was in the back seat, and I mean, it was just gruesome. Like from the back seat, point blank, like just took out both his both his homies. And then they later tried to stage it as a uh, drive-by shooting, but then just uh, the feds just kind of with the bullet hole entries and like wounds or like yeah. that was wasn't a shoot-up, like, dog, you were right behind him. <laughs> he blew half his <laughs> they, skull they off. Yeah, but, so anyway, and, and as soon as kind of all that started going, he, he immediately turned himself in, so he's in jail. But, uh, the interesting part of it, and me and Nina laugh at this all the time, because we, we analyzed the hell out of this man's case. Um, he has a split personality disorder. Like, very, very obvious. And I don't think he ever went to like a therapist to diagnose it, but 
it, like it's it's evident, and he so he has this uh, uh, it's Melly, and then his other uh, kind of personality stuck inside him is Melvin, and Melvin is kind of the murderer side, and like in interviews talking like yeah yeah Melvin's the one like obsessed you know with murder, and he said on interviews like like yeah I only let Melvin out at night and I need to stop doing that like this that like the man is like on on actual platforms being like yeah I got this other dude in the back of my head like and my god he loves murder (laughs) and he he was it it was almost like a cry for help that was the sad part I mean he he was on kind of like interview talk shows like like I, I can't stress this enough this Melvin fellow If there's anything you could take away from this 60 minutes, it's that do not let Melvin out because yeah, when Melvin gets out, people get hurt. Uh, but anyway, it's so, you know what here it is too. You know what I noticed? This is something I've noticed when people when people have split personalities and like there's like the oh they have the murderous name. You notice their murderous name is always like the whitest name. Like when you were talking about this, you're all, yeah, and the yeah. other name is Melvin. I was like, Oh, the murderous name's Melvin. <laughs> and then two minutes later, you're all, and then the murderous name's Melvin. <laughs> I'm like, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Like, why wouldn't it be? Of course it is. It's, uh, it's so funny. Um, but, uh, so he has this personality, but I mean, what, what else is that? That is that's just it. Like you just killed two people. Like, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, this guy was, you know, like, screaming it out. He has a song with Kanye West called Split Personalities. That, I mean, this man was like, look, guys, help me. But, I mean, is it, or is that, like, because Eminem talks about how he always has, like, a split personality. I definitely think, I mean, if you sit down and kind of watch an interview, like, you can kind of see his kind of face and emotions switch very quickly. Um, and, uh, the, also the other thing that I was going to correct you on is he actually wrote murder, murder on my mind before the shooting actually happened. So, and it was released oh. also before the actual murder happened. So just Damn. coincidence, I guess. But <laughs> could you, could you imagine being the, uh, said, like addressed with this case? And the first thing you pull up on this guy is a song. <laughs> You're just listening to him sing about murder. <laughs> like, all right, I, I think we got our guy. Uh, his name like just like four middle-aged, just white men just sitting around. They're all. I mean, this. look at it. Look at his name. It it says Melvin. I mean, obviously he. Yep. <laughs> his name is Melvin, <laughs> and he's singing about murder on his mind. He's obviously. <laughs> He's guilty. All we need is for him to have an attorney with a ponytail, and we've got this thing in the bag. Yeah, and it is it is all good. <laughs> Rocket New Balances. Shout out Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, I, I guess I'm pretty sure he's pleading insanity. But, like, are there, like, other well, I mean, I would too. Kind, of, kind of options for when you have split personalities and it's like this whole other person inside you is actually the person that murdered the people 
Um, no, you definitely would plead insanity. Because that's not what normal. Because Are you just kind of in a hospital the rest of your life? No. Um, you go to like, I, I mean, I think you do, but it's like a rehab thing. It's like you go to this mental institution for a, number, a couple of number of years. So he is just a rapper who went, was he kind of, was he big before this? Like how big was he? I, I guess on a scale. Cause I feel like he became more infamous because of his murder. I mean, he, he already had kind of a pretty big name to him. I mean, uh, murder on my mind had been out previously. And I mean, I mean, that song, you know, skyrocketed, um, and then, really, the only other big one he put out was Mixed Personalities. So, it's like, he, he definitely had a name to himself. Like, he, I don't know, and he was doing a lot of interviews, so he, he was pretty big. He was pretty big when he turned himself in. I, I, Which is sad. My mind goes, though, is, I wonder what drove him to kill him, like, what were they having an argument? Did they say what happened? No, but that—that's the thing. It—it—it it, it was out of nowhere, and it was—you know—it was his good friends. I mean, they were like childhood friends, like uh, the one guy. And are you telling me? The other guy who was also killed was you know a partner in his in his kind of you know gang like posse that they made. And there was no argument. Like they 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 have like older text messages, and you know, just nothing suspicious. But you're, so I you're telling me yeah. is that he just was sitting in the car, and all of a sudden he just pulls out his gun and shoots both of them because of his split personality. That's that's what it looks like happened. Damn. Which is nuts, right? That is, if that's true, that's insane. That's yeah, no, literally insane. Oof. Um. Well, I would say his biggest song is definitely "Murder on My Mind," but I feel like it got bigger. I mean, I heard of it after because of his case. Is how I heard. Oh no, it. yeah, for sure. I mean, when when he when when the murder charges went up, I mean, naturally his his name skyrocketed with it. I, I wasn't a fan of I wasn't a fan of the song. I, I it's eh, it's like you didn't like it. Eh, I mean it's alright. It was right. catchy. It was a pretty catchy tune. Yeah, it's got a it's like a nice head bobber, but it's not like I, I don't you know it doesn't blow my mind. Yeah. Um, wasn't anything like that. Uh, I would definitely say though SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud opened up like a whole new type of music for me. Um. There was a different style. Like once I started using SoundCloud to find music, I definitely had a different style of music. I was learning to like and like became yeah. really big, uh, like fan of. Um, that like you just I I don't know I don't think you have on uh, on like Apple Music. No, that that's why I appreciate SoundCloud because 
really everything on there, I mean, it's it's the artist kind of purest way of expressing themselves. Like, it, it's how they wanted the song and how they put it together. Like, there's no, you know, labels, you know, or, or management kind of going over any of these guys saying, hey, you need to make a radio record or, or you know, this and that. So I just think it opens up people to, to kind of, you know, just like a whole, whole different... I don't want to say genre because it's all, like it's all genres that apply to this, but kind of a, a different subcategory of, of music where, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's not as commercial. Like I, I just think it, it, it opens up that because kind of the artists are allowed to be a little bit more creative on it. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. It, like I, I would say there was artists on there that I found that really changed, uh, you know, my taste in music, I would say to become a little more alternative, like alternative hip hop, um, uh. probably some like electronica, like mixed in there. Um, hey, who's your, who's your favorite artist found through SoundCloud? Probably. Okay. So there's actually one guy I really found. He's not on my list of like who really changed my music, but an artist um, who I found on there that I really grew to like was Jeremy Zucker. Um, I found out about him probably about three or four years ago uh, now. And then like he, I would just say about a year ago now, he was on R.L. Grimes' new album with the song Adams. Um that was like to me that was like oh shit like he made it big because now he's on an rl grime song um so i found out about him on soundcloud like he was he i would go see him just because i was like i was like trying to find like you said like i was trying to find people who just were not on the map yet like not even close like they just put this song out and it they were producing it in their bedroom and much like I'm doing right now with this podcast. Um, you know, so like that's where I was like trying to, and that's where I found them. So that's why I would go see him if like if you ever came to like Portland or anything like that. Um, but uh, I would say like an artist who I, who is pretty big that I, he was like mid-level when I found him was Amir Obe. Um, I really like him. I think he's a really good producer. Um, and his sound, oh, yeah. produces, like, his sound is really good. damn near everything himself. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a producer with him. I knew his name. I don't know it right now. But it's just kind of them, too. And they just kind of sit down and, like, some, some of the sounds that he creates are just so original. And yeah, he, and he just pushes every single album kind of comes comes out with he definitely pushes pushes production to kind of kind of the next level and he also he, like when he sings he sounds good too though like when he sings he, he it, like i know it's synthesized but like he synthesizes it really well to match his uh you know what he's produced as as far as like you know all the other noise the track stuff 
but I would say he I, really I remember, changed me. I remember us talking about him uh, before, and one of the things you said, you were like, I, I've i never heard someone who songs sound so similar, but so different at the same time. Yeah. Like, because he definitely has kind of like, a, in all of his songs, kind of a, a similar tone mm-hmm. in his voice that is kind of just his trademark, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. But he he produces differently, but it, it is though. It is it sounds different but or it sounds the same, but like you listen to it and you're like, this is definitely different. It's like yeah. almost like he, he's playing around in like this certain octave, but he's finding different sounds within that to play around with and changes up the song. I don't know if that actually made sense musically, but to me it did. <laughs> I got you. Um, I copied. Yeah. Um, and then he did, and then I would say, um, so Amir Obe, you knew about. I found him on my own. The one band who you showed me through SoundCloud that, I've come to love more than anything is they. Um, they're a SoundCloud original, and they really changed my taste in music through SoundCloud as well. Um, I would also say Travis Scott, to be honest, even though I found out about him not through SoundCloud, he changed my taste in music because before him, I never was like really a trap rapper. Like I, I didn't like it. I thought it yeah. was stupid music. Um, but then like I listened to Travis Scott and I was like, okay, I'm like, I actually really like this. And then now, I don't know. Now I'm actually like, yeah, now I love trap rap. I love it. Um, and yeah, I love to get my stank face out. It's nice. Um, it's, I fucking, I love trap rap. I don't know why Travis Scott changed it. So Travis Scott, thank you. Um, but those were the three artists that really kind of like changed my scope of taste in music. I would definitely say, uh, and Travis Scott even I think started out on SoundCloud too, because he oh, hasn't. No, yeah, like all, all, all days days before days before Rodeo is a mixtape, and I'm pretty sure he threw that up on SoundCloud. Yeah, but dude, days before rodeo, days before rodeo is way different than his like. Days before rodeo is probably probably closer to Astro World than his first two albums. That that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I actually heard uh, a little bit of the same kind of uh, like melodies and and just kind of pr- production of leading up to Astro World. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You. But, but Travis Scott is great uh, about just kind of shifting his sound and, and always doing new things. He's another person, though. He, he, he found a really good... He found a, a really good sound at a certain level in his synthesizer, and he is made, able to... Just do, fucking ran with it. 
ran with it. He found it, it genius. I mean, that's what you do, right? You, you find a sound that yeah. nobody's heard before and it, you make it yours and you then put out four albums with it. And that's what he did. And good for him. I mean, he did it. Congrats. He <laughs> like, did what you're supposed to. I love how we're congratulating Travis Scott. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he needs it. You know what? Hey, you know what? Me and my six hey, followers. Hey, man, Travis, I don't know if you're Colin Corey saying congrats. <laughs> I think they just, they are just really fond of you, the big fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big following, too, on SoundCloud. They, you know, you should go give them a follow. Uh, but, no, I definitely would say that. Who Who was your original, like, for you now? I know you were bigger and deeper into SoundCloud than... I was uh, probably a year or two before I was. Um, who was somebody you were just fell in love with immediately? Who was I the mean, first person? I could, I could start off this conversation by talking about they because I I found them probably about yeah, probably about like four no like three years ago maybe. But anyway, I, I was just kind of, um, I was sifting through, you know how SoundCloud, where you just kind of, when you skip past a song, it just goes through recommended yeah. songs? Like, I, I was just kind of, you know, just in a zone, just trying to find new music, and I was just skipping through, and I, I mean, that process, it's pretty much like 10 garbage songs to yeah. every one song you think is okay, Yeah. and... Um, I found Bad Habits, which was their first single ever released. It was later on their debut album, but it was only as a single at the time. And I heard it and I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. And just kind of read up more about them and just kind of just figured out their deal on how, you know, it was just a one singer and one producer. And they're just kind of a little duo and they just kind of mastered both sides of their craft and just kind of going on it and the thing about they that I love that kind of changed what I look for in the music that I like is they had a bunch of rock instruments because they're rappers like they're R&B yeah. artists which you know usually has kind of a, a hip hop beat and more kind of like drum kit stuff like that but they they really like utilized guitars and that's kind of their thing it's like with every beat they have almost like there's a guitar in the back that kind of leads the melody yeah and i just thought that was super creative and that just blew my mind i was like what like because i've always been a fan of rock and roll growing up and obviously you know just just rap i feel like my generation yeah big rap kind of like the main main genre of music is rap, so I've always loved rap, and like with sports and everything, like it's just always been around my life, so when that album kind of came out, it was, it was almost kind of like a clash, you know, both worlds of music that I really liked, and I got to hear it, so it was just, it was crazy. And then we saw them in concert, that, that shit was wild, they were incredible. Yeah, I, I bet. I always, so their type of music, which was kind of like the the genre I like to call, which is kind of like the new alternative hip-hop, but I like to call it, it's like 
the sound makes me feel like I could be at like a smoky bar watching them and it would be like insane. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the kind of, I don't know. That's a vibe they give out, which is what I like. Um, and and they, that, that's kind of like the new sound that I really, really enjoy. And yeah, they're, they were incredible. So you found them just thumbing through. That's, that is such a process to do on SoundCloud because you got to give it like 45 seconds per song because you never know. Because sometimes yeah, these, yeah, you never know. That's the thing. these shitty artists on there and some of them are shitty. Trust me, they are shitty. And, yeah. and they. And you know what? That, that's the thing about SoundCloud now, too. It's like SoundCloud is kind of fading away, in my opinion, simply because I think it just got oversaturated. Yeah. Like, there's just everyone on, on SoundCloud. Especially in a generation two coming up where everyone thinks they can be rappers and like superstars. Yeah. Just kind of flooded it. And it's not as great. But the thing is, SoundCloud changed a lot of what Apple Music and Spotify does. Like, yeah. They kind of took a lot of the best parts of SoundCloud and kind of brought them into their. Exactly. So unfortunately, I feel like SoundCloud might fade away in the future. Well, what hurt, what hurts. Uh, SoundCloud was the fact that all these underground people were now being allowed to also put their music up on like these mega platforms like iTunes and Spotify. Once Spotify and iTunes were able to get these underground people to play their music on their platforms, I mean, SoundCloud pretty much just got undercut and that's why like soundcloud had to go to soundcloud plus and you know do all that yeah. stuff. because now you can like people just throw up music's music all the time on itunes yeah no so so that's kind of what what, what happened and how soundcloud kind of shifted music platforms is because you used to have to just as an artist pay some type of royalty to have your song on Apple Music or Spotify. But now I don't think that's the case because of SoundCloud. I think anyone, like you, you might have to, I don't know, go through some little thing, but I don't think it costs you really any money or at least as much as it was to put your stuff out on Spotify or Apple Music. I know on Spotify they give you six free hours, I mean on uh, SoundCloud they give you six free hours and then to upload, and then after that, you have to pay for it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you get six hours free. I think you can replace the six hours. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you get six hours free. I think you can replace the six hours. So technically, you could keep putting uh, episodes out, but you would be having to routinely take down all your episodes, too. So, you know, might as well just buy the plus or whatever. But um, I think, though, I still have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure iTunes, though, you can put your podcast up for free and stuff. Or you pay, like, a stipend or something, like a $3 a month. I can't imagine it's much. Because they would technically make money off you if people subscribed or, like, bought your song. So I don't know, but 
I'll look into it. Have to, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't just ever get big. Um, <laughs> uh, so with all that being said, like one of the topics you also brought up to me that I, I'm also really intrigued by, um, what were like, what are three albums to you that like stuck out to you? And I guess more so more often than not like changed your life or it was at a time in your moment or a time in your life where it just brought either a realization or it hit hard. Like maybe you were going through the, you know, the stereotypical, you were going through a breakup and you found this album and you just connected with it or whatever, what, whatever it can be. Maybe you were, I don't know super excited about losing your virginity or something and you found a great song yeah well that, that album is yet to come so I'll, I'll let you know on that one. well let me know the title of that one um, yeah <laughs> uh for so for me like I, i'm gonna give my first one i, I kind of want to go back and forth with you on this um my first one i would say to give like a different um scope of what probably people think I listened to. Um, one album that I heard that really, I would say changed me in the sense of how I looked at music was London Calling by The Clash. Um, that was where I started wow. actually, The I was, and here's the truth, I was actually older at this point too. I was like, maybe in my 20s when I found them like maybe anywhere from like 18 to 20 or something like that when I found them um, like I'd always knew who they were because of should I stay or should I go but I didn't know like their actual music my, my uncle Paul actually showed them to me R.I.P. Um, he showed me them in some obscure song that I absolutely loved um, and so I went home, listened to their album, London Calling, and I, that was my first taste of really listening to the music. Because before then, it was like you could be having like very basic chords in the background, and as long as the lyrics were good, I'd be happy. And um, they were, that was the first album that I was like, holy shit, like this is just good like that every the sound like you could just yeah, play just the sound kind of, of this yeah, yeah the you could drown out the lyrics in the audio and just play the music and i would have loved the album too that's how i felt about it what was a uh, one for you I'm into it. Um, but I, I mean, one of the one of the more in, impactful artists for me, and and he has two albums that kind of came out back to back within the year. I think yeah, I know you're uh, going with this. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. And I know you like him. You like him too, don't you? 
I actually do. I was actually just talking to Lindsay about this um, before I got on here. Um, I was actually listening to him right before we did this. Um, I I was very impressed for where he was musically as for how young he was. But I was telling her, I'm like, you can tell like in some songs, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot you are actually 17. Uh, <laughs> like there are some songs where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're 17. And then there's other songs where I'm like, man, this kid's fucking talented. Yeah, he'll let his uh, maturity fluctuate. Yeah, he definitely lets it show sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely do like him. Um, what about him, though, that like made you, I guess, um, like really, really fall in love with him? Also, in his first kind of big debut album that was out on all platforms was 17. And then it... And then after that was question mark. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's how you actually called it album. I, I, I think like, it's just a question mark. <laughs> I don't know if you say question mark or does that question mark have an actual name to it? Like a proper name? I, dude, you would know better than I would. Um, I would, I, maybe he's mean, just, I would know. Oh, I thought you were talking about like what it might mean to him or something like that. That's where I thought you were going with that, like how Prince is no, a no, symbol. No, no, no. I'm just asking strictly, like, does the symbol, the question mark? I would just maybe question. That's the only thing I could say. Like, he wants you to question things. I don't know. That's that's the that's the most artistic thing I can I can think of. No, no, I, I understand what you're asking. You're saying, can it be called anything else, like how two colons could be called a ratio or something like that? Yeah, or how, like, an asterisk is called an asterisk. Yeah, no, I understand the that question. Like I was, I, I understand the question. Anyway, I, don't, I, was, I think people just skipped through the podcast <laughs> at this part. Like, they talked about a damn question mark for five minutes. Editing, we can edit. <laughs> um, they will I never mean, know. But, but They're so stupid. They'll never 17. know. <laughs> what were you saying? It said, "They're so stupid. They'll never know." Yeah. <laughs> um, but seventeen, and then question or question mark or to be determined. Who knows? Well, so so seventeen came out. Yep. And how how he got popular, and he's also someone that I, I found on SoundCloud early on. Um, yes. He kind of got famous for his, it, he almost had a screamo tone, but he would put it to kind of like heavy bass and, and kind of trap music. And so he, he got popular for being like one of, the, one of the first rappers that kind of did like screaming, like yelling. That's how I heard of him. him. But yeah, so that's what got him popular. Kind of got his name out. Yeah. And it it looked like that that was kind of all he could do. Like, and and then he released 17. And 17 has so many songs that are just 
were like melodic and and he just like they actually sings in it and no one really knew he a good singer until this album and uh, i mean from going from where he was at with like just trap almost screamo rap to be able to shift and do an album where i mean he no joke on some songs would just have a guitar going and his voice or the piano going and his voice and dude he has a song on one of his albums that i swear to god is like no more than five chords Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. a piano, and he does like he literally just plays five chords in a in a certain routine and order, and that's it. Like it's nothing more than that, yeah. and he makes a fucking song out of it. Yeah. I, that's why. That's what he I'm talking about. Like, notorious. that's where I'm impressed with him. I'm like, dude, he literally just probably sat there and went back and forth, back and forth, pushing on these keys. He's like, I only want to play like five fucking keys. I don't want to do more than this. I'm gonna make a song out of this, yeah. and then he fucking yeah. did. He just found a he just found a rhythm with it, and I'm like, Jesus, man. And then I, he, I think what he did that was beautiful is he kept kind of his his the sound of his songs relatively simple, and then yeah. like with his lyrics, he, he kind of let that kind of be the art to it. Yeah, where he just kind of let the the music and the sound just kind of sit back and and kind of loop. Yeah, the, um, they put you in the mood, um, almost like, almost like a. I mean, pretty much like a a movie. I mean, like you would think, like it would set the tone yeah. of what he wants to get through and push through through his lyrics. But his lyrics were, like you said, where his art was. That was the that was just all, you know, to set yeah. the tone. But so anyway, just just him doing that and and just kind of following him. Throughout, he put that out, and that just kind of—I mean—shifted my whole perspective on music, like just how how each genre can connect to each other if you actually want to explore it. Like, if you want to learn and want to understand a different genre, like you can. And and the funny thing is, if you do look into it and try to understand it naturally you grow more appreciative of it and actually end up enjoying it more is what I found. Like when he kind of made that transition is when I kind of went out and I explored different, different genres as well. Mm -hmm. So who did he spring you on to? Um, so then, so he was, he's probably one of your albums that you would say kind of changed your life. One of like, I guess more like him. I mean, just an artist in general. Uh, I mean, he, he just impacted, and it's like, I mean, his, his whole deal was just kind of battling, you know, just, you know, pressures of society, which I feel like, you know, any kid can relate to and and just kind of rolling up. He's very. You can hear that's very, what I'm talking, but that's what I'm talking about with some of his lyrics. Is like sometimes you can hear it and you're like, "Oh, that's his teenage angsties coming out." Where you're like, "All right." Yeah, but but he was very open about he was growing up kind of in front of our eyes. Like oh he yeah. Hide from that. I don't I don't discredit him for that, but that's just like sort of the thing, you know. 
I, I think he's a good artist, I think, or was, I should say. And then I think he, you know, he was a good producer, very good producer. He had great songs. He, he had some songs that were just incredible. And then there were some where I was like, all right, yeah, that's right. He's, seven, he's like 17 at this point. Yeah. But I would definitely say he was a good, he's somebody who I learned to like. Um, uh, as far as like, man, so I'm going to be honest. Growing up, I was a big Eminem fan. Um to this day, I still think, I know everybody will hate me for this, but I think Recovery was probably his best album. Um, but in college, I listened Recovery was a great album. Okay, what would, what would, what's the stereotypical Eminem's best album? Probably the Eminem I, show or like Encore or something like that. And so like his you, first albums. Why do you like Recovery better? I think lyrically. And, and I'm saying that because I actually really liked Recovery as well. I think it's lyrically just incredible, and it's just all around like his music is something you can kind of just like bang to. It's like, I don't know, it, it, it bangs. But that was not my point. My point with it was like I grew up around Eminem, and I, so I really liked him, but the album in college that changed my life and that I would say like – now he is probably my favorite rapper is long live asap by asap rocky it's probably one of the best albums i've ever heard in my life i was gonna so i love asap too but i couldn't pick my favorite album for i don't know why i've oh from i would say most asap rocky fans will tell you it's long live asap is his best i'm sure he's probably got mixtapes that are awesome and fire but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, At Last Long Live ASAP is still a great album. I think his um, his last album he just put out is absolutely incredible, too. Yeah. And dude, he got so much hate for testing. Yeah, it's so stupid. Testing, it was incredible. Incredible. And, and he, he pushed the genre in that album. Yeah. That's he, I feel like ASAP is always like seven months ahead of his time. He, I, I, I love him. Um, I, I love him. He is his his testing album to me was actually really really good. I will be honest. At first go round, I thought, eh, it's good, it's okay. Like I wasn't impressed, and then I listened to it again. Really liked it. By about the fifth or sixth time I listened to it, I was like, this is an incredible album. Yeah. But Long Live ASAP, first time I listened to it, I was like, this is probably like, one Oh my of, god. Yeah, no, I was like, this is probably one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. I I can't I kid you not, I've probably listened to his album minimum of a hundred times. Uh, I, I have a question for you. What? Did you did you listen to and or like Tyler the Creator's new album? Because a lot of people tie Tyler the Creator and ASAP Rocky hand in hand. Um. No, I have not listened to it. I do not think Tyler the Creator. I am not a fan of Tyler the Creator. I do not like anything that he's put out. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think he's that good. 
that's my honest opinion. So when he ever puts anything out, I just simply do not listen to it. Well, I suggest you at least look at his new album because sell me on it. He he produced and wrote and put together every single aspect of the album by himself and uh, no features. Uh, debut Billboard number one. Um, and I was never really a crazy Tyler, Tyler, Tyler the Creator fan previously. I am not either. I was going to say that. that I, like. I was going to say that to you before you sold me on this album was because I was going to be like, I don't necessarily like him. Like, I don't even like his whole shtick. Like, people think he's funny. I think his humor is very low brain. Like, I don't, I don't think he's very funny at all. I think it's... He's very lowbrow humor. He he's just not funny. It's not intelligent jokes. It's like fart jokes and poop jokes. It's like all right, whatever. But um, I, I was never a big fan of him. Were you like? Did you like his whole shtick and everything? Yeah, I like him. I mean, his whole he was just a it was just a bunch of like him and his friends that just kind of came up. And if you actually if you their story is incredible because when they kind of all came up. They didn't sell their music. They released everything for free for the fans. And then they, when they would just go on tour, they would open up pop shops and sell their merch, which they all created themselves, and that's how they would get money instead. Which I think is cool. That they you know, kind of released... And I'm saying that as someone who... I didn't even really like a lot of the music they were all releasing, but... Oh no 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 no! Don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure, I'm sure Tyler the Creator. If I were to have a conversation with Tyler the Creator, I am sure I would. I am sure I very much like him as a person. I don't like hate Tyler the Creator. I'm talking like I don't like his music. I don't have like an actual personal vendetta against him as a person. Like I mean, like again, congrats, <laughs> congrats! Like you made it. Big, uh, you know, you know what? You sleep with you sleep on that one, Tyler the Creator. Yeah. <laughs> you go to bed knowing that. How about that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have not listened to his new album. I will give it a listen if if you're gonna give me the the hard sell on it. But um, not a big fan it's here. Very but... much. I think it's similar to ASAP's testing because I don't think Tyler the Creator has. As good of bars and verses as ASAP. I think ASAP is, oh, no. ASAP is a tier above Tyler. In. But yeah. a lot of them put them together. They also hang out and, and they stick together as well. Tyler and ASAP. So ASAP oh yeah, they're like good, good buddies. All right, then if ASAP likes them, I'll give them a listen then. Because I, okay. I love ASAP. Like, I, I love ASAP. Like, I love his music so much. I've probably gone on YouTube and looked up his verse that he did with ASAP Ferg in Animals when they're like both cats. I've probably watched that alone on its own probably at least <laughs> 10 to 20 times. You're Oh my God. Like it, it's like two minutes, but it's an incredible, like it's an incredible two minutes and he, he, his flow 
thing about him is you put him in on any beat, any track, you're immediately going to recognize his voice. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately, you're like, no question, that's ASAP Rocky. I, I don't know. Just talk about a man who has everything going for him. Yeah, dude. Because that man is gorgeous. <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. That man's a dime. He is a good-looking dude, man. I, I got to give it to him. He's a good-looking dude. I'm pretty sure he's even pretty tall, too. Let me Google this. I'm going to look up. This, this might be I his only you, thing. Six foot flat. Yeah, because you got to be, you got to be, in order to be really a man dime, you got to be qualifications minimum six foot. ASAP. Sorry, I'm doing the hunt and peck with one finger, guys. Oh. Why do you only have one finger? Because I have, well, I mean, I, I have one hand, but I don't know. Uh, don't call me out, dude. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> um bad news. Um, no. ASAP Rocky is 5'10". Oh. Uh, uh. Worst news. Worst news, Lil Uzi Vert is 5'3". Oh, he's small. I knew he was. He, you could put him in your backpack. You could just carry him places. I think he could register as like a midget. No, you gotta be like, you gotta be like four, you gotta be like 4'10 for that. But he's close. Oh, really? He could, he... There's definitely, I think there's definitely a chance, though, he can't go on some rides. (laughs) I think that's in the cards, to be honest. Um, Drake, six foot. Drake, six foot? Yeah. Um... Tyler, the creator, your boy, 6'1". Oh! So. That's impressive. That's what I like to hear. Just an all-around great guy. Unfortunately, ASAP Rocky, I hate to break it to you, but you officially cannot be a man time. Um, yeah, he's, he's officially a 9.9. Yeah, so... I guess that's why you're with Calvin Klein and, you know, not like... Yeah, that, yeah, that poor man. Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Maybe not Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger, you're probably right in the realm for it, Calvin Klein. Um, actually, maybe Calvin Klein is a little nicer than Tommy Hilfiger. So, you know what? Congrats, but that's why you're a 9.9. Uh, incredible musician, though. Yeah, uh, ASAP Rocky, congrats, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's uh, that's gonna make you sleep easy tonight. Uh, uh, I would say he definitely, yeah. So to tie that back in, like he his his album changed my absolute life. Um, what's a second album for you that changed your life? 
episode, a more recent one, and I was actually planning on talking to you about this album. Okay. I knew you were going to want some, some new music. Um, I am have you heard of the band The Neighborhood? Okay. Wait, they what? They, their, their biggest song was uh, Sweater Weather. And their, like, what's the band's name? The Neighborhood. I have not heard of them. I think I've maybe seen like the song Sweater Weather. I maybe have seen the name around. I may have heard Sweater Weather, and I just don't know it. Yeah, because I mean it was on the radio. It was a pretty big song. That but it was it. a very kind of alternative rock, um, just kind of vibe to it. Like it, it was definitely a more mellow song, and. The Neighborhood, their new album, well, not new, I believe it was released uh, late 2018. Um, one of the best albums I've listened to. They, so they're, they're like a, kind of a, a alternative rock band. But man, on, featured on the album, they have Denzel Curry. They have uh, Vic Menza. They have Ipsy Hustle, actually. It, it was one of his last verses. I want to. I want to say something about him. I want to say something about him. How I knew nothing about him until his death. Like I knew. No, I didn't even know he. I had no idea. I could have walked right past him. Wouldn't even have known knew who he was. How like how big how big was he or was he more like? Man, it, 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 I think it might have he might have just been. Like Let me ask you this. California. Let me ask you this. Like, I was gonna say, is it like you know how like in Brooklyn you can have like these these rappers who are huge, but they're only really huge in Brooklyn, like ASAP yeah, Ferg. Like ASAP Ferg is like probably like people probably some people know him but like in brooklyn like he's like a fucking yeah. you know he's a fucking up like one of the up up there guys like he's probably yeah top of the list um, i don't want to say god yeah but. i mean he i i think that could definitely play a factor into it uh, on why he wasn't you know as popular but he had a couple songs he, he never really got on the radio too much uh, he, he was just kind of a, a figure and like an icon for for LA, and and that's kind of where he got you know most of his recognition. Like it, it really didn't you know leave LA too much, and he he didn't even really worry about it. It's like he he kind of was fine with you know just just you know representing LA and you know making music for his community and. I mean, if you've read anything about him, you know, after his death, is you know, he was very big, you know, with his community. I mean, he, I don't know if you heard the story that was crazy. So he bought out an entire lot that he used to get kicked out of. Like the managers would like kick him out for like murdering, and bought that whole block and like owned like four of the stores in like this little supermarket. And like his marathon stores there with like all his, you know, 
clothes and everything else he sells, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that, that was, could be why. Well, I was going to ask, so he's just like a local L.A. guy who just like helped, like he gave back to his community, essentially. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was very big on, on just giving back to L.A. And I mean, the the day after he died, the following day, he actually had scheduled with the Los Angeles Police Department, like a, a gang... Um, like a, 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 a meeting to like bring together like gangs. Like he had like a representative from, you know, Bloods, Crips, you know, whatever. And they were supposed, so it, he was always doing stuff like that. Just kind of. You know, yeah. I heard that. Cause I heard like at his funeral, like different gangs came together for his funeral and stuff. Um, the, uh, that's great. But, uh, so who, <laughs> Sorry, to tie this back in. Who was the the artist? They had Nipsey Hussle on there. Oh, oh, Sweater Weather, the uh, the neighborhood. The neighborhood. So, yeah. Anyway, they and so, so the lead singer and the mastermind behind the neighborhood is Jesse Rutherford, and he also has a couple um, a couple albums as a single artist. Um, but, but mostly what he's known for is kind of his work with the neighborhood and man, this album, I mean, it, it, it had everything. It, it combined everything and like just their production, uh, it was, I mean, there's aspects of rock in there, obviously, cause they're an alternative rock band, but just the, uh, the production was very, very modern. And just kind of had a lot more of, you know, kind of a, a hip hop vibe to it for most of it. Um, but then they would also slow it down for some songs on the album. So for me, it just kind of had everything. If if I were to tell you to go listen to an album right now, that'd be the album I tell you to go listen to. Um, yeah, so w- one of my favorite albums. I-, I can't really explain it too much. Just go go listen to it. Uh- <laughs> I, I have an album like that as well, um, which is like tie into my last one. Uh, album that changed my life in the biggest way was uh, Blood Type by Cautious Clay. That oh, I remember you telling me about him. One of the greatest, one of the, I'm telling you right now, one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life. And just from everything, like, dude, like the way in like, a, a you know, an instrument would hit its note the same time that he's delivering a lyric, like the full production of the songs were just insane. Like that note of his instrument would hit perfectly when he was trying to hit his note singing and it would line up beautifully. It just sounded amazing. Like, dude, he's so talented. He plays so many instruments. I saw him here in Portland and he, he was on stage and he played seven different instruments. And I'm not like saying like he just, you know, fiddled with them for a little bit. I'm talking like he played like a couple songs with those instruments. (laughs) 
style a little bit slower. Like, he's definitely not a, a, a trap artist, right? No, he's definitely like a soul R&B type of guy. Um, he's not like rap or hip-hop or anything like that. Um, he's uh, he, he's definitely an R&B artist, and he's got his own sound, in my opinion, man. And he, if you want a, a, like a good, personally, it's not my favorite song, so people who are listening to this, um, but it's not my favorite song on his album, but it is probably his most popular Go listen to Cold War by him. And that'll probably be the song that you'll, you would like the most to start out. But I'm telling you, his album Blood Type, every single song, you will not skip a song. Like, you will be able to play that song, that album through and through. Um, It's more of an EP because it's like seven songs, but he only has three EPs out. But his albums are incredible. Blood Type, his best. He he's just an incredible artist. He he is what made me truly fully notice music as like I, like being able to fully yeah, appreciate kind of look, sound. Look into it deeper. Yeah. And he was incredible live. Dude, so good live. Uh, can play like I said any instrument. So he would like do his songs. Um. But every song or every other song, like he would just play a different instrument. So then, like the next song, like he played guitar in one of his songs, and then like his next one, he would play like the flute part in that song. In the next song, he was gonna do. Does he have like a incredible voice? I don't know like, his. Like, I don't like know his voice, range. Is it like his voice that carries him, or would you say kind of his his instrumental? First of all, he yeah no he 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 definitely like I I would even imagine he probably grew up in like a music family or something like he knows music like he just knows it really really well um you can tell if you're picking up more than five instruments and just being able to play a freaking show with them yeah you know what you're doing yeah and um he. He's he has I don't know I don't like I don't know his range of his voice so I'm not gonna say like he has like this incredible range where he can hit everything but his voice is very good and it's very like it's very mellow so it's not like very high and it works with his sound really really well like so really, it, really it, well. it fits the But like, obviously, a better singer than I could ever even hope to be. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to Cautious Clay. And Cautious Clay, congrats, man! You nailed it. Congrats! Congrats! You're killing it. You just keep it up. Keep yeah. it up, buddy. Hey. You got this. You just you keep going on that uh, road. Blowing up. Did you see him kind of, kind of? So, Lindsay, the other day, told me that I think Haley Bieber or somebody posted a song of his um, on, like, her Instagram. Um, she plugged it, like, she, like, you know, screenshotted the song, put it up on her Instagram story, yeah. and uh, Lindsay saw it. So, I don't know, maybe. 
maybe. I don't know. Like, I I sure hope so. Like arenas, no, but well known, yeah. yes. Which is a shame. Congrats, man. Yeah. So congrats, man. Uh, like I would say, uh, what's the what's the place by you that's like a pretty big? So, like, if they went to the, I think the biggest he would be is, like, going to the observatory would be a little bit of, like, a, it wouldn't be out of his realm, but it would definitely be a smaller crowd than he would be used to, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, last there, it just kind of, Blackbear just came there for his, his tour. And he's a he's a big name, but I mean sold the place out. It's not a small venue. Um, the observatory is ran by Live Nation, which is I, I don't know if you know anything about kind of just the promotion and label companies. They're they're pretty much at the at the top of the game. So no, I know who Live Nation is. Yeah, and so it's a pretty it's a pretty nice venue. Sorry, I was drinking water. That's why I, uh, my response was, I saw you stall there. Like, you know who Live Nation is, right? Like, oh, uh, there's like Ticketmaster. Do you know, do you know Ticketmaster? Huge fan of what they're doing Ticketmaster. Yeah, if you want to be robbed, go to Ticketmaster. Did you know? Uh, did you know that? With every purchase of a ticket from Ticketmaster is also one highway robbery as well. <laughs> I didn't know that. They don't advertise that. They don't ad- they don't like to, but it comes with it. It's a little added bonus. They just between wow. us gals, as they would say. And uh <laughs> they you go, hey you're going to get also stuck up on the highway for an additional $300. Well, read the, read the fine print, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if there's ever a lesson to be learned within this, read the fine print so you don't get stuck up on the highway for an extra $300. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much I can actually say of this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, who who's your who who's your last final album that changed your life? Like, is there one that like sits in your mind that maybe was one? Well, actually, just you'll answer, I guess, right? So this, I would say, this album is. Probably a group that that I listen to and that none of my friends listen to. Nobody knows I listen to them. And in fact, they're not even a group anymore. But it's this group called Kids These Days. And this album was released, I think, in 2012. 
but the reason I found them is because uh, Big Menza, if you've heard of him. I know, you love him. I I think he's alright. I'm not, like, blown away by him, but I know you love him. I do, I do. I do really like him. She was in this band at 16 years old. And it was a band of, I mean, there's, like, 11 people in this band. So, you just, are, are you there for the production value of it? Are the lyrics good with it? Or are is it something that, like... This yeah, is like an album so that struck you more productionally. Big Menza, Big Menza, as big as he is now, didn't have a crazy big role with this band. He was definitely one of the lead vocalists. It's like he would come in and just kind of have um, just verses on the songs. Uh, and, you know, some parts where he got to show off his voice a little bit. But, I mean, there's like two other singers and there's one girl in there who, uh, I mean, I, I don't know the names of these people because I don't think they made it very far after this, but just, like, incredible voice. Like, a, just an incredible woman voice. And I think there was another one, like, it just has a lot, like, it, 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 it's almost like an orchestra, how how they kind of put together their music than, than a band. Wait, if Vic Menzo was a part of this, I definitely don't know who this is, but this sounds interesting. So he was a part of this, and then they broke up, and you know, you're like... Yeah, yeah, they broke up, and he kind of he went solo. But, I mean, Vic Menzo was planning on writing his career with this, with this group, and they just happened to split up, and so he just went solo. But he was, like, super invested. I mean, he... I think kind of laid out the songs and kind of you know put them together. Even though he doesn't have like a, a verse on every song, I think he was he was he was kind of the mastermind behind that group. It was his baby, basically. Although I guess he was seventeen, sixteen at the time, so <laughs> not not a great analogy. Well, I mean, maybe. South side of Chicago. Yeah, it was the south side of Chicago. (laughs) Maybe actually exactly relevant then. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, um, now I know your favorite topic of the day. Uh, There's something that he really wants to get into, which I am recently getting into. Heavy dosage. Oh. Um, oh. He is getting into music science, and this is interesting to me. I know at a very novice level, uh, very novice level, but this is something he has been diving into a little bit more. Um, now, when you say music science, now are you talking like how the beats are going to affect the beat of your heart, or like the rhythms are, or are you talking like um, that certain noises yeah, are going to make you draw? this. It ties into everything. So you know how I was talking to you about how I, like I, I took a couple classes with school? Mm-hmm. Um, so this stuff I have not learned through school because it's it's very much kind of like a new way of looking at music. Um, so 
it's all just kind of self-research that I have to do on this. But I respect more than it's, it's, it being a college class, actually. Yeah, yeah. The college classes were more just kind of history of music and you kind of in the past. I mean, you don't you don't touch in the college classes like even rock and roll like it's barely touched on. So everything after that they, they don't really cover. Ugh. But I know, because that's when Satan's music came into play. <laughs> matter is 
the same vibrations that are, that are in this 432 hertz frequency. And, I mean, this is all just kind of new stuff, you know, coming out. But, like, I'm curious, because you know what? I haven't heard, like, that frequency change, you know? Like, I don't know what a note in 440 hertz sounds like compared to it in 432. Or if it's something you could even physically hear. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Just like it, it, it's an odd thing to think about if if kind of radio was brought to that 432 hertz over the 440. Just kind of what if if anyone would be able to notice a difference or, or feel anything. I don't know enough to answer to be honest, but yeah. I do know that it can affect your body in certain ways as well. I mean, that's like what they do with those like sonar uh, weapons. Like they can literally just bend sound yeah. and just destroy thing and bend metal and stuff like that. So yeah. totally know what you mean, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, is it an eight hertz difference really that much to where you can't hear it? I mean, I, I can't imagine so. Because, like, the jump, it has to sound, I don't know. Yeah, right? But it's odd, like, we can't, we wouldn't be able to physically hear it, but it would, it would affect us differently, which is odd. And, and that's why, so that's kind of trying to tie in Hitler to the reason, is because even at that time, they knew that the 432 hertz fits better with everything. And so it's strange that they didn't use that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why people kind of tie Hitler into it. Uh, of just kind of how, and especially how that higher kind of voltage kind of affects the brain a little bit negatively. So you're saying... Anyway, I find it all interesting. So definitely have your own little conspiracy theories wrapped in this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but my, my room's a mess. It looks like a crime scene. Like, I just have pieces of yarn taped to different papers. You're like Charlie in that scene from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, smoking a cigarette. There's just strings everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm running a cold case over here. <laughs> You just wouldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, speaking of, actually, have you seen uh, David Letterman's new show on Netflix? No. He has like he has like a whole interview thing, but he, he was, I know what it's called. I definitely know what you're. I know what you're talking about, but I have I have not seen it. Yeah, I mean, I've only. Episodes, but, but I mean, he, he did interviews with like Jay Z, and one of the most recent ones he put out was actually with Kanye West. And they kind of, at one portion of it, they go back and um, and 
David Letterman goes with him to one of his Sunday services. Have you heard of those? Like the Sunday services that, that Kanye is doing? Yeah. Where he's making uh, music and... Yeah. Anyway, it just becomes this, this whole thing. But that like that's crazy. Like those videos that are coming out of him... Because speaking of, his next album that's going to come out, I think is going to be one of the craziest albums he's ever made. Yeah, I mean, you know Kanye. He's always trying to push the limits of music. But he, before, I feel like he did that kind of in, in, although it was genius, I feel like he kind of did it in an ignorant state. Where now, I feel like he's, his appreciation of music has gone up. He's doing kind of the Sunday services and stuff. And so what he was talking about with David Letterman is, in, in kind of the place that they do it, they keep the lights a, a certain tone and a certain color. And because he looked into, you know, the science of what light and how light can contribute to music and how you hear it and how light can contribute to just kind of your ease of mind. Oh, yeah. And how you can focus on things. Oh, no, 100%. And they, so they... he ties that into his Sunday services. Which I think shows, you know, he's learning more about music, he's appreciating it more, and so I'm excited for, for what he does. Dude, that's like a, that's like an actual thing. That's like why like colors can actually truly affect you. Like uh, fast food restaurants, they'll put the reason McDonald's colors are red and yellow is like uh, those two colors trigger hunger. Really? Yeah, like they they can trigger you to become like that's crazy. That's to be hungry, and um, so it's not like you know a light bulb thing, but yeah, it's like they trigger you to be hungry, and so that's why like fast food restaurants and stuff like that will have you know certain colors on their thing, and uh, you know, like red catches your eye because it's just so bright and in your face, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, that makes sense. Like, he'll probably have... Yeah, because, I mean, think about it, too. Like, when you kind of think of a sad song and then think of, like, the lighting you would do with that, what are you immediately thinking? Probably, like, blue or dark, ominous color. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be insane. He's studying deeper into this stuff. Like, that's what I know off of... Over 27 years, 45 minutes cumulative of uh, music science <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what he does. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting for sure. <laughs> He's talented. He is very, very talented. And Lin- Lindsay and I were talking about that too today. We were like, man, like he, he can all of a sudden just be like produce incredible sound and like he's good lyrically and uh Lindsay was all i don't know if this is true or not but so she's like yeah apparently he's like really particular of who he works with because i was like mentioning how he and travis scott haven't really done a song together and he goes well she's really picky he's really picky of (laughs) who he works with i'm all Lindsay, he has like five songs with six nine. <laughs> yeah. 
picks out of the top tier. <laughs> I'm like, come on. And, and they're both Get in the same family. And they're in the ba- and they're in the same family. Uh, man, but no, Kanye. He, you know what he is too. He's good at promoting. He's, I would say, he is very. He's an. He's probably one of the better producers we've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and then he's a good lyricist. He's not like the greatest of all time, but he's definitely yeah. not like somebody who, you know. Yeah, he's not awful. No, he, he he's definitely he he's definitely in that higher tier of lyricists. I would say at least. Would you? Would I put him in the top tier? Yeah, like would you put tier like would no, you put him no, tier no, one no, or tier two? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like maybe backtrack that one. Um, yeah, I would say he's definitely. But no, I don't think I, I don't think he would like. And, and freestyling, like he's okay. Like I've seen you know snippets where he actually freestyles. Here, here, here's my here's my comparison. Here's my like analogy. He is, in my opinion, a a tier two lyricist, and the comparison I would make to that is he's like the equivalent of Dwayne Wade. I would say Dwayne Wade is a tier two Don't superstar. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade a tier two anything. Dwayne Wade is a tier two. That's like a Scotty Pippen. Like he's still an all time great. Dwayne but... Wade is not a Scotty Pippen. Yeah he is. Scotty Pippen would clamp Dwayne Wade. Scotty Pippen would fucking clamp Dwayne Wade. Scotty Pippen would absolutely put the clamps on Dwayne Wade. No, he wouldn't. He couldn't shut him off in a in a in oh, series. Oh, dude, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen is probably one of the greatest on-ball defenders of all time. Yeah, you don't think you don't think Dwayne Wade's one of the the best scorers of all time? He is, but Scotty Pippen's got four inches on him. He's got massive hands. He's physical. He's just as athletic. Maybe not just as athletic, but athletic. Sure, so Scotty Pippen wouldn't even be guarding him. No, but I'm saying if he had to, like, I definitely think, like, in a game, if you wanted to, like, Dwayne Wade's their best player, you're going to put Scotty Pippen on him. That's, you know what I mean? Like, they're just going to do that, and I think he would absolutely fucking clamp him. But okay, I, I still. Cool. Well, regardless, I reject <laughs> your analogy, and I'm not going to hear anything of it. Okay, then. Okay, then fucking a Scotty Pippen, then. Jesus, pick another tier two there player. We go. That's a, God, that's fucking a, fine, a man. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say John Stockton, but I just don't know <laughs> that I could do that to him. <laughs> I don't think Kanye West would like that. Yeah, I don't. He might punch you in the face for calling him Scotty Pippen. Like, no. Fucking Jordan. No, Scotty Pippen. Yeah, yeah. He might. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, true. He punched me in the throat for calling him Scotty Pippen. Yeah. 
I can't imagine what he'd do for calling him John Stockton. Yeah, God, just gotta get out of the, get out of the area. Yeah. Fuck! I've told him I lived in Portland too. He's going to cover, if he ever comes to Portland to visit the Adidas headquarters, just give me a heads up. Um, okay, so here's what I want to do to wrap up before we go. There's a couple of things I want to wrap up with. Um, one, I want you to name three songs right now that are maybe new to you, maybe not too new that you want people to go listen to right now? Um, well, I don't have any off the... I'll just give you some off the top of my head that I've been listening to that I, that I think are... Wait, are you prepared? Songs. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, way to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Typical trust. Uh, go on. Uh, have you heard of Anderson Park? Yes, love Anderson Park. Love I, him. I would, have you heard the song Goblin by him? I don't know. I just put generally when he puts out a new album, I just press play and let it play and continue to let it play. So I think he released this song as a single. Okay. And. And that's why I feel like a lot of people haven't heard it. But that song is crazy. That song is actually comparable to how I was talking about um, kids these days. It's like an orchestra piece. Yeah. Like, yes, he's very talented. Instruments that he used. I mean, yeah, he's like that. All his production is crazy like that. Saw him actually at Okeechobee. Yeah, I saw him at Okeechobee uh, three, four years ago now, maybe? Three, wait, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Damn, dude, I won't even lie. I didn't think he was around three years ago. I'm pretty sure it's three years ago. I just kind of found him. Was he on SoundCloud? Mm, yes. Uh, maybe two years ago then. It might have been 2017. March of 2017, yeah. so like two years ago. Yeah. Well, regardless, I just kind of found out about him, like, I don't know, maybe a year ago, and just as of recent. Kind I of was playing his music when bit. I when I lived in uh when I lived with you guys. I was playing his music. I I would literally really? play his. I was I would play his music out loud in in that house all the time. Constantly. Wait. Anderson Park, congrats. Congrats, man. Hey. Congrats. You 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 made it. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so Anderson Park. Who who are two more? Um songs? I mean Oh, one do you want a do you want a trap song that's crazy? Sure. Heartbreaker by Black Bear. One of the greatest trap songs that he's ever put out. Oh, I think I'll listen to it. That, that whole album, that whole album, matter of fact. Have you listened to it? Oh, his new album? Yeah, you did. You didn't like it, huh? It was alright. I, I wasn't 
I, I think I was expecting a lot more or a lot better. And I think I was just felt I was left disappointed. Maybe I got to listen to it again. I don't know. I'll give it another go. But I definitely, uh, definitely felt like I was left dis- disappointed. That's for sure. But I digress. Um, yeah, that album. And, and as far as other single songs, I don't think I have another one. All I'd say is, I mean, hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing, which is the name of the album by the neighborhood. I would love for people to go out and listen to that because I think that album has a little bit of are everything. They, are they paying me? My God. What's are up? you are the you getting are you getting a piece of this? What what's going on? Are you no, keep... I, yeah, they're cutting the check. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we're, we hear you're going on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we'll 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 mention you in our next song if you you mention us on your cousin yeah. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, bitches. No, Well, I actually will go listen to them. Um, that sounds interesting. You know me. I'll, you you find me music. I, I generally will go try it out, and then I'll give you my honest opinion whether I liked it or not. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, it hurts you, apparently, uh, but yeah. some, sometimes yeah. you enjoy it. Um, so I have three songs in particular I think people should go listen to. Um, the first song, I'm a little disappointed that I'm just now spreading this because it's now starting to become mainstream. Um, it's No Going Back by Moody. Uh, I found Ooh, okay. I found him just thumbing through on Apple Radio. Uh, and I found it and probably about three, four months ago. Um, immediately loved it. Didn't really like his EP. But then I listened to it three or four or five, six, seven, you know, and now eight, nine times, ten times. And, uh, you know, now I actually do rather enjoy about five of his songs on that. It's like a seven-song EP or maybe it's a five-song EP. I don't know. I like his album. Let's put it that way. Uh, and I haven't heard the EP. He, it's good. It's good. No Going Back is a song I would really recommend. It's a nice, good song. Alternative. It's not like, you know, cutting edge, but it's catchy. It's good. It's a nice song. Um, here, another song, I actually heard this at a bar and Siri for once, for fucking once, did her job and <laughs> pinged this song for me. Um, it is called uh, Midnight Voyage by Ghostland Observatory. It's like wow. mid-2000s. Um, very weird, funky, but very good. Kind of has a little bit of a Pink Floyd feel to it, I would say. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, text me the name of that because I don't lie, I didn't, I didn't uh, write that down or anything. <laughs> Yeah, that one was a long one. Actually, if you saw my... Quite, quite a mouthful. 
if you saw my notes from that, my two songs, there's two songs that are written pretty clear, and that one is pretty Dr. Handwriting-ish. <laughs> it's pretty chicken scratch, yeah. Um, and then uh, the last song that I would recommend, uh, and I do recommend this song, this is actually a very good, it's like a hip-hop, alternative hip-hop, I, that's the best way I can describe it. Lil Yachty's in it, but he isn't how you would think he would be. Um, like, he is, but he isn't. Uh, I'm just talking in circles with that. All right, just go fucking listen to the song. It's called... It's called... Uh, what is it? Uh, oh. Magic in the Hamptons by Social House. Very good. Uh, very good song they actually have a couple of songs that are actually pretty good as well on that um you i would say go check them out um pretty talented and i honestly would just say that those three songs go check out you'll you'll enjoy them you'll you won't be uh, what genre what genre is that one i want to say hip-hop i would say hip-hop um maybe no alternative hip-hop definitely alternative hip-hop um, that's for sure. Uh, Ob- Ghost Lane Observatory, probably like pop, I would say. And then Moody's is definitely like alternative. All right. Um, and then to wrap up, I do this thing with everybody on my show. You get waterboarded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For one hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine that'd be awful. Um. So, I do a, a would you rather. Um, I would explain it, but I feel like you get the gist. Uh, <laughs> just to... Um, okay would you rather lose your sight or your thumbs damn like you 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 can't get Uh, Really? Oversight. You don't get to see your family ever again. You don't get to see nature and its beauty. Also, you can just (laughs) properly. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be pretty difficult. To hold things yeah. from here on out, <laughs> and no, pro- like you don't get prosthetics in this. Obviously, like that's the whole point. Like you got to suffer with it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, if I don't have thumbs, I think I'm uh, I'm taking my life pretty shortly after. So I don't <laughs> think the show's gonna go on for, for much more. So. I don't know about that. There's no way because if you're take, how how are you gonna pull a trigger? Yeah, how would I- you're gonna have to. 
<laughs> You're going to have to run Thumbless off a bridge. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask a friend to help me. You're not going to be able to actually get over the rail. You better hope you can yeah, jump the railing. <laughs> you better hope you can jump the railing or else your fall's going to be very unpleasant. I can't, I can't grip the rail. I can't grip the rail to hop over. I just keep bumping into it. Oh, man. You're going to have a real rough go of it. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes me two entire weeks to, to kill myself. Just trial and error. <laughs> if it's, and the last time is not really because of the suicide. It's just because your body couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just died of hunger. <laughs> your heart just gave out. I just stopped eating. Yeah. <laughs> your heart just finally gave out. <laughs> Um, no, actually, he died before he even felt, before he even hit. <laughs> His body just said, fuck this. <laughs> Maybe if we just die, we won't feel this at this time. Yeah. Um, I show up to heaven, though both my thumbs are missing. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> that would be the worst. Uh, I would have to say I would go with Probably the loss of sight, because there's so many ways oh to get God, around. Really? There's so many ways to get around that. I mean, like, yeah, it would suck to not be able to see anything again, but your other senses would pick up. You get a golden retriever. I'm pretty sure that's just how it works, too. I'm pretty sure they just like when you get diagnosed blind, they just hand you. Yeah, they just hand you. They just give it to you when you're checking out. They're just like, and here's your golden yeah. retriever. That'll be a thousand dollars and a golden retriever. There you go. <laughs> that's that's how it happens. I'm pretty sure. I don't know much, but I do think I know that. I don't know much about you know doctors or eyesight, but I, I'm pretty sure you do get an automatic golden retriever. Pretty sure that's how it works. But you know that's kind of cool. So a dog. Yeah. Um, all righty. Well, hey, brother. Thank you for coming on. I actually really enjoyed this uh, this one. I was actually, the more and more I started prepping for this, I, I got excited. Um, I definitely would like to have you on again, talk uh, music, and go even further into like uh, the whole music science. And we can even, you know, I would say get in a little more deeper detail with it as well, uh, plan our whole thing around it and thorough. So, uh, other than that, man. I appreciate you for stopping by and uh, look forward to doing it again. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right. Love you, brother. Take it easy. All right. See you.